Yo, 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 what is going on? Um, for those that don't know me, I am Alberto Mendoza. And yeah, this is the first solo Potter of 2023. Um, I'm kind of just going with the wind right now. Um, just going with the flow. I felt inspiration immediately and I just said, screw it. Let's record a podcast. Um, but yeah, if this sounds a little choppy, bear with me. It's been over a year since I did a podcast. Uh, I used to be, I'm a former host of the In Frame podcast with Peter Collins and we haven't potted since 2021, December, 2021, took all of 2022 off and just decided not to do it anymore. Uh, but now we're here. I always knew I love the I love the podcast. I love the podcast format, and uh, so I, now I'm here. Um, my mind is going everywhere. I have no notes. I just put the light on, turn on the camera, and just let it rip. So bear with me again. But let me explain what I've been up to lately. So last ten days, or more than ten days, actually. Um, we took off to, by we, my fiance at the time, we went to Salita, Mexico and we're, we got married, man. As you, you can see this for all the, uh, you probably can't see this folks in my eye, but anyways, yeah, dude, I came back with the ring, very excited. Um, it was a fun trip. We left new year's Eve and we just got back yesterday. Um, amazing time. Um, just very fun, very exciting. We planned this. It's been, been, we've been planning this for over a year now. And the fact that we're already married is pretty cool. Um, it's exciting. I'm very happy to be married to my best friend. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing last 10 days celebrating. And, uh, we had all our good friends and, um, it was just a really good time, man. We went to Mexico, although a few of us did get sick. We got that Salita bug and it really hit us hard. But it's all good. Um, the day of the rehearsal, Kristen was throwing up since two in the morning, and I had a case of the BGs, the bubble guts, and uh, along with most people there, and uh, we we're like, dude, we cannot afford to be sick on our wedding day. So I'll, I don't mind being a little sick the rehearsal dinner because the rehearsal dinner was was kind of torturous. Like my social battery level was depleted at this point. I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep. She wants to go to sleep too, but we have a lot of guests to entertain and host. And, um, but it was still worth it. It was a very good time. And then the day of the wedding, we woke up fresh. Like it was perfect. We're hundred percent. Although a couple of our guests had to leave early because they were sick. Um, man, that freaking Mexico water, man. They just don't know how to do it right. But anyways, uh, it was very fun though. Very fun. Very fun. Very fun. I had a good time. We saw a lot of good content. Shouts to Rafi. He shot our wedding film by himself, managing two different cameras. So very impressive. Um, just looking at some of the content that I've backed up already, it looks very amazing. And I can't wait to cut that up um, sooner than later. And uh, the photos that he took was, were also amazing from before and after the wedding. And then shots to our photographer, Vanessa. She freaking killed it um, with her associate shooter as well. Um, I'm very excited to see her work. We, Kristen, and I love her work. It's like the best work out there. Um, if you guys are interested or if you guys are going to get married there or she's willing to fly anywhere, honestly, I recommend booking her. Um, she's very, very cool. And so, yeah, we got some good stuff. I'm very excited to see what we post, um, 
yeah. So for those that are interested, as far as like all the camera nerds out here that are listening or watching this on YouTube, uh, we shot the wedding with my A7S three, and we also shot it with Rafi's brand new Sony A1. That is like cream of the crop cameras right now. Um, that camera is like worth $6,500, just the body itself. So just to have a general idea of that camera is an insane, it shoots 8K. That's, that's freakishly insane. We didn't shoot 8K because I didn't need that much memory space. And um, yeah, I don't have the real estate on my hard drives to hold that information. So we all kept it at 4K, 422, 10-bit, um, S-Log3. And so, yeah, very excited to see what we cut up with that. Um, but yeah, that's a little recap of what's been happening the last few days. But let me reintroduce myself. My name is Alberto Mendoza. I'm a freelance full-time videographer based out of Southern California, specifically San Diego, but I do a ton of work in Los Angeles and from LA to SD. So yeah, sometimes even across the, across the nation, um, if the budget's there, but anyways, uh, yeah, just wanted to do this podcast because this is definitely one of my goals of 2023. Um, uh, man, this is a lot harder than I thought it'd be. In my mind, it sounds perfectly fine, but then when you actually try to execute it, it becomes a lot tougher. But yeah, one of my goals of 2023 was to show face to the camera. Um, I know it's very important to have the audience get to know who you are as a person, not just as a creative or just showing your work. So this year I told a couple of my colleagues that I'm going to try to work on showing my face to the world via social media and whatnot, uh, because it's pretty important to have the trust of your audience. Um, you could always show the best work ever, and that should be good enough um, from the audience. But like sometimes they want to know more, especially with this whole dig digital space that we're in. Um, people just want to get to know you more at a personal level. Not necessarily put your entire world to the camera, but just a little glimpse of who you are and whatnot. Um, and I think it's very important. And last year, I didn't do that at all. Um, flirted with the idea, with taking some photos of me and showing my face. I rarely show my face, I feel like. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so I just want to do that. And plus, I love the podcast space. Uh, we did it for over a year. And I've been consuming podcasts since 2015, 2014, I want to say. And uh, I always thought it was a really cool idea to just talk. So I'm using this as kind of like a venting space, not necessarily venting, but the whole point of the podcast, which by the way, at the time of recording, I don't even have a name for it. That's how fast I'm doing this. It's Jan it's currently January 10th or January 11th actually. And uh, yeah, I have no name for it officially. I need to create uh, the Instagram. I need to do the whole uh, audio stuff, which I actually don't know how to do because my former um, podcast host, Peter, he would do all the audio stuff as far as uploading and whatnot. So I got to figure all that out, but I have time. So it's cool uh, as long as I'm rolling and uh, I'm pretty excited for this. But this podcast will be about obviously creatives and um, their journey in a way. I don't want to do very like formal interviews like we did in the past. I kind of want to just uh, have just simple conversation and wherever our conversations lead to, we just go with it. And uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be super creative based, but I want it to be in the creative entrepreneurial space. 
so yeah here we are um it's really damn this is a lot harder doing it by yourself because usually when i do the podcast with somebody i could feed off their energy or bounce back from their ideas and have that genuine conversation going but here solo i don't i don't know i don't know how solo podcasts do it they do it really good and so seamless so maybe next time i have to do some notes because this will be a lot of solo podcasts on top of having guests and sometimes recurring guests. So there isn't going to be a super structured podcast, but I hopefully you guys are or will enjoy this in the future once I get more episodes under my belt. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> what did I want to say? Oh, so let me, let me, like I said, let me reintroduce myself. I told you who, who I am and what I currently do right now. But let's go back to the very beginning of my creative uh, my creative journey. So during high school, I never did anything creative. I was kind of a jock. I played football. I played a little bit of soccer. I was into like weightlifting and whatnot. Um, nothing in the creative space at all. So I didn't even think I had an ounce of creativity in me. And then after high school, I did a little bit of school. Um, I dropped out like twice and... Uh, is Maricosta College. So it was like a JC, not even JC school, it's a community college actually. So I did that and uh, I was working full-time at the hospital, hated my freaking life um, working there, but it was good money at the time, especially for like a 19 year old, I was making pretty damn good money at the time, like I said, compared to like my other um, friends where they were just working like Legoland and stuff like that. But anyways, um, and then one day I saw a GoPro commercial and uh, my brother and I saw it together and we were like blown away like of the content that they were making um, on the commercial, obviously. And at the time it was the GoPro Hero 3 Plus. Um, I think it was like the first generation Hero camera. And uh, him and I decided to go half and half on the camera. So we got the GoPro Hero 3 Plus, the white version, which is the cheapest version. He ended up buying it without telling me. So we didn't go half and half like the original plan was. So I think it was like at the time it was probably like 150 to 200 dollars, and so we got that camera. But I was super into it. Like I was way more into it than he was, and we would film ourselves skimboarding all the time, um, snowboarding, uh, you name it. Just whatever dumb things we do, I would always film it. And I was super into the editing um, space. And at the time, I was using a cheap old laptop that I used for for school and uh, definitely wasn't specced out. Um, and I was using the free software at the time called GoPro Studios. And that was my first ever editing experience. This was probably around 2015, I wanna say, or 2014 possibly. And we we're super, I was super into it, staying up all night, um, figuring out the whole editing thing and just getting frustrated and falling in love with it again it was just like it was very a very cool experience doing it in my in my mom's house like in my own bedroom and whatnot and um eventually i was able to get my own gopro camera because i wanted um they had a little bit of better like video features i believe at the time the hero white had the 720p this is how throwback these days are and at the time when i got the hero 3 plus silver that was 1080p, which is standard HD that you see nowadays for the most part. And uh, I was super into it. I get, like I said, I loved it so much. Um, editing was super fun to get to know it. I remember, oh, at the time, then I started doing a little bit of traveling. With we used to do a lot of um, family vacations, what well, we still do. 
And at the time I went to, eventually I went to like, uh, I think I went to Thailand and I took my GoPro and I would see videos from like Jay Alvarez and like all these cooler YouTubers. Like I can't remember their names anymore. Jay Alvarez just sticks out because his videos were like, at the time were like so cool. And um, to see all that, like the cool action stuff. And at the time I was trying to remember, like try to figure out how the heck do they make those images look like that? Like, cause I couldn't figure that out with the GoPro. Little did I know they were using DSLR cameras, um, whatever DSLR cameras they were using back then, probably like some sort of Canon because Sony was still like very baby on the come up. And um, I was trying to make my fisheye GoPro look like a DSLR camera that has depth and whatnot. And I couldn't figure that out. And I tried to color grade as much as I could. And I couldn't do it because my GoPro was so cheap and it didn't have the crazy video specs like now that cameras have nowadays. And so I went to Thailand, um, and, uh, that's when I, that was like my first quote unquote travel video. And, uh, I shot everything right. And I don't even know what I was doing. I think I was just shooting on auto uh, at the time and, uh, came back home and I would edit it during like my work, uh, when I was working at the hospital, I would edit it, edit it. It would crash on me and like wipe out everything. So it wouldn't even save. do it again, start all over. It got to the point where. I, w I memorized a sequence and it was, this was like two minutes, a two minute video, travel video. I memorized a sequence because it kept crashing on me when I tried to export it. And I did, couldn't figure out why my computer was freaking breaking down. I've tried to look it up on Google's and I, for some reason couldn't figure out, and I'm not a computer person or a techie person. I don't think I am. Um, and at the time my coworker who was a computer nerd, he's a gamer. So he knows his computer stuff. It's like, oh, this laptop is not meant for video editing, dude. This is like a cheap laptop that is just meant for web browsing and just pretty much web browsing. Um, it doesn't have the proper specs for video editing. And I'm like, are you sure, man? Because you're a gamer. I don't know if you know anything about videos. I like, do. Trust me. Like, it uses the same processor and all that mumbo jumbo. Anyways, I was able to save up enough to finally get a proper laptop, which I still own right now, and a desktop, which is this one, by the way. He was able to build it up for me, custom made and whatnot. And I believe I, for this one, this is the first one I had. This was probably worth like, I want to say either $1,500. And at the time I was like, bro, I'm really dropping $1,500 on a laptop. This is insane. And even today it's still a little pricey. Um, but back then, like in 2016, 15, that, that was freaking a lot for me. And yeah, granted I was living at my mom's place, but <laughs> it's still a lot for me to spend. Um, and so I did that. The, the freaking computer still runs like a champ in this 2023 right now. So I'm glad I was able to make that investment. And eventually I, w I knew I wanted to travel a lot more. So I, w I went and get a got a laptop as well. And the laptop was probably around close to $1,700 um, that was specced out. It's a gaming laptop, but you could use the same features for like video editing as well. And, uh, right now it still kind of holds, but it's a little laggy because of the Ram. This one has 32 Ram. I just upgraded it recently and that only has 16 Ram. And with these files that I'm playing with and codecs that I'm playing with, I need that extra juice. Uh, but anyways, I finally did that. And I finally invested in my first ever mirrorless camera, which was the Sony a 6,300. And at the time of buying that, I got it with the kit lens that costed me probably around $1,200. Again, $1,200 for a freaking camera is insane. I, I was telling my buddies, I want to get into this video space. 
and do some cool video stuff and whatnot. And uh, he's like, dude, you're going to drop that much on a camera. They didn't understand the whole camera thing at the time. And uh, it was very foreign because video was just like a like a baby feature on social media. Instagram at the time didn't even have videos, I think. It was, I was mostly posting on YouTube and on Facebook. And, and then eventually Instagram started doing the video feature. And that's where video just blew the hell up. And so uh, I got my first mirrorless camera. And uh, then we went to, I'm trying to figure out where else I went. Um, geez, I think I was just making regular videos here. Me and my friends and my girlfriend, well, my wife now, <laughs> um, we would go all over, just like anywhere, like Malibu. I remember, I just keep thinking about Malibu. We'd go to Malibu and shoot some photos and shoot some video. And I would make some little, little quote unquote travel videos. And that was very fun. Um, good times. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, I was probably shooting in standard mode and uh, in auto. No, I was not shooting auto mode because I really did my homework in figuring out how to work the camera. Um, and I feel like that's most, I feel like that's like a thought where like most young creators don't take the time to learn is the video features or just the camera settings for in general. People just see the cool content on Instagram and YouTube and they just want to get a cool camera because they think the camera is going to make the content better. Um, but it's a whole different subject. I could tackle that another day. Um, but yeah, so I started doing that and, uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Eventually I was able to get a full frame camera and, um, no, before the full frame camera, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going everywhere right now. I know, um, I will get better at this. Trust me. We're running at 15 minutes. Let's get it. And so I was posting videos on social media and then somebody had reached out to me and said, Hey, do you mind filming a, my wedding? And I have zero experience filming a wedding. And so I, I was like, sure, let's, let's make this happen. And, uh, I did my homework on how to film a wedding via YouTube. Like YouTube university is a real thing, guys. You can pretty much learn almost anything on YouTube nowadays. It's, it's, it's a great platform. Um, some people love to hate on the internet, but if you use it right, it could be very beneficial. And so I was watching YouTube videos from like, at the time, Craig Adams used to be a wedding filmmaker. Um, right now, uh, Matt Johnson, I still watch his videos till today and, uh, just BTS, what to do, what not to do. So I was very, very prepared. So by the time the wedding day came, it was, it was, it was a, it was a breeze. Honestly, some people are very intimidated by weddings and scared to do weddings. And I just, I'm like, dude, just be prepared. If you're prepared, you're going to be fine. Like, and so I was more than ready to do this wedding and I executed it. I delivered it. They loved it. They cried. It was amazing. Shouts to magic and Kayla for giving me the opportunity to do their wedding. Um, that was amazing at the time. I could say that was my first ever like big paycheck. Um, when I had booked this, damn, I'm going, I'm literally going everywhere. I should have freaking put some notes. Um, I was in Peru. We were traveling for six months, uh, my wife and I, and I quit my job. I quit my job. I was like, I'm going to pursue this videography thing, a videography, videography thing. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to just reach out to hotels and see if I could offer up my services and do some cool stuff for them in exchange for accommodations and whatnot. And so I went through, I started in Cancun, Mexico, went through all, all over Central America and all, all over South America for six months. We're just, I'm creating my personal content, which is travel films. 
and this is again my 6300 i'm using a zion crane v2 which is like the cheapest gimbal at the time a gopro hero 5 i want to say and my dji mavic 3 which was my second drone at the time previously i had a dji um phantom 3 pro um that was my first drone experience um so we're doing this for six months i am getting Kristen is booking me gigs by with these cool hotels and resorts and till today i stayed at some of the most amazing places that i don't even think i could afford right now um and i'm doing pretty decent for myself but that just shows the power of content man it, it was insane and at the time i was it was very easy to sell them just by telling them hey by the way i do have a drone and at the time drones were so foreign it was not a thing um people would think you'd, you're rich if you had a drone um i'd bought at the time i'd had i took my mavic 3 or not my mavic 3 my first original mavic which was like over a grand again um and people just love drone content even so today people still love drone content but it's very saturated at this point but it is what it is um so i was able to stay at some really really dope spots like i remember staying at this like island in belize and everybody there were like um they're on their honeymoon or they were just married and one another just all couples and we're the chris and i were a couple obviously and everyone asked oh so when did you guys get married and whatnot or how did you guys end up here or whatever and then we just say oh yeah we're just here to create video content for the hotel or the um resort or whatever and everybody's like what like it was such a foreign thing to hear at the time back then and so it was really cool to do what we did we had a, a, an amazing time eventually we got burnt out and we came back home but before i came back home i was in peru and they had reached out via instagram and i'm like freaking out i'm at the i'm at like their local mall because of wi-fi <laughs> um i didn't have any service when i was traveling besides wi-fi and so i'm like at this i remember i was like at a starbucks and something and uh communicating with a couple and i'm like just like, yeah how much would it charge to do this wedding and i'm like fuck man like I want to say a thousand bucks, but I don't know if that's a little bit or if that's a lot. It's my first wedding. Am I even prepared to do it? I started getting the, um, Jesus, what is that freaking term called when you don't think you're good enough? Um, I'm in the spotlight right now. I can't think, but you guys know exactly what I'm saying. Um, imposter syndrome. That's what I was feeling. I'm like, I don't know if I even deserve to get this money or whatever. And so I just shoot my shot. I'm like, screw it. Um, I put a thousand bucks. And they're like, perfect, like let's let's book it. And I'm like, oh my god, like that is insane. I remember that we were celebrating that night. I remember, um, I was like, oh my god, I'm so rich now. Like I got a thousand bucks. It was such a cool experience getting my first thousand dollar gig. And uh, I wasn't even at the time wasn't a freelance yet. I was just filming stuff, kind of like for free or just creating for myself. Honestly, I wasn't creating for anybody else, just for me and the hotels that I was like staying at. And so I get my first thousand dollar gig. I'm super hyped and it sparks my idea. I'm like, all right, like maybe I could do this for a living. And so with, when, I'm, when I'm traveling, I'm doing my research. I'm doing some homework on how to execute this freelance freelance thing. And then after six months, we're in Brazil. We're pretty much burnt out from traveling. And yes, believe it or not, you do get burnt out from traveling. Um, so we came back home. And as I'm coming back home, I'm telling Kristen, like I do, I, the only thing I know is I do not want to go back home and work at the hospital again. Working at the hospital was very damn depressing. I hated it. I had I hated every day of it, man. And the people that I work with, they knew it too. Like it was just such a emo environment. And I mean, shouts to the people that still work there because I I I was I made some really cool connections out there. Um, 
really cool people that I met over there. But goddamn, like most of the people there were so like they hated their jobs, they hated their lives, and all they did was bitch and complain. And I was fucking with my mind, dude. Like I was like, is this gonna be me forty years from now, where I hate my job, I hate my life, and I hate my environment? Like I don't want to be that. And that was one of the reasons why I quit. Um, but. I'm going back home like, all right, I need to figure out how to make money in this creative space. So I got home, I do the wedding, I kill it. And I put the uh, the wedding film on YouTube and on Instagram. And then from there, I started to get picked up more wedding gigs. Uh, people were reaching out. And uh, so at that point, the standard for a wedding film is a thousand bucks. Looking back, a thousand bucks is not a lot of money, especially for like, say you're there for eight to 10 hours. I probably over delivered. I'm sure I did. And, uh, plus the editing and whatnot, but you got to start somewhere, man. And so from there, I, ke I kept picking up more weddings. I started upping up the price slowly, but surely um, I started building a name for myself and uh, I started getting a pretty good reputation as far as the content goes. And so that was happening. So I was st steadily making some pretty decent money. I remember getting any inquiry I'd get, I would text Kristen because she still works at her job. I would text him, like, dude, I got another inquiry. I got another inquiry. I'm freaking psyched. Like, even though I didn't land it, I was still super happy that people were just reaching out to me via Instagram or Facebook. And so that was very exciting. And um, eventually I was looking up on, I was looking for a full-time creative job. I was in full-time freelance at the time. So I'm on like indeed.com and I'm looking for a place to, uh, I'm looking for, to, 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 I'm looking for somewhere just to work. And I find this uh, real estate company, local real estate company, who's like, "Hey, we're looking for a, a media, a uh, media. What was their official title? It was like a, it's a pretty cool title. I don't remember right now, but pretty much, I was like their full time creative, um, and I would post all their stuff and whatnot. And so media, it was like a media manager or something like that. And I'm like, oh, dude, perfect. I go to the interview. What I, all the only thing I had to show for as far as like my resume was the. It was my freaking YouTube channel, which is, again, it's not corporate and it's no corporate stuff. It's just literally that one wedding film and like travel videos. And they saw the YouTube videos and they're like, all right, this guy clearly knows what he's doing. He knows how to shoot. He knows how to edit. So we could pretty much teach him what we want to do or he could figure out the time. And so I did the interview. I crushed the interview. I'm super hyped. I'm on top of the world again. I'm doing, I'm going to do a job that's, that's like fulfilling and I could do I'm making money just pressing recording on the camera. Clearly, I'm not just pressing record. I'm doing a lot more other things. But like, I feel like I was cheating life by making decent money just by creating stuff. And again, at the time, it's not very, it's not a thing to create content. This is probably like around 2017, maybe, or 2018. And so I get the job. I'm working full time creating content for this real estate company. I learned a ton of stuff. I learned how to create, um, let's call it corporate stuff, corporate style work. I learned how to do interviews. I'm learning how to mess with audio. Uh, I've never dealt with audio at the time. I'm learning how to be more efficient when it comes to editing, um, color grading, et cetera, playing with new gear. They had their own gear as well. Um, I was exposed to the first full, uh, my first a full frame camera, which at the time was the, a the Sony a seven II. Um, and I still have my a 6300 eventually with that job, I was able to, uh, save, uh, save enough to get my own personal. Um, and at the time it was like a, a fairly new camera, which was the a seven three, which is a revolutionary camera and it still holds in 2023. So if 
you're looking for a, a full frame camera, a seven three is a good starting point. Um, so I'm playing with all these new, new gear and lenses and whatnot. I'm saving my money. I'm, I'm slowly improving my gear as well. And, uh, that was cool and all. And I was still doing side hustle stuff. So I was, I knew I didn't want to stay there forever. I knew I wanted to be on my own and work on my own little, little energy, little energy break right now. That's good stuff. So I'm doing side, I'm doing side hustle stuff. Um, at my job, I would go to the office. I had my own office, which was pretty cool. And, uh, I would get my work done so quick. I had to be there eight hours a day. So it was one of those jobs where I couldn't work remote, which I wish I could, but they wanted me there full time for whatever reason, just to make themselves feel good about them um, paying my salary. And so I was still reaching out to people or people were reaching out to me and I'm like, I'm make, I'm organizing jobs at the time. So mostly I was available just on weekends since I was working full time. But if they couldn't do weekends, I would make it work. Let's say if they wanted to work on a on a Wednesday at 12 p.m., I would either ask for the day off or I would call out for if I'm sick or whatever, just so I could make that gig happen. Because I was getting paid more on that one day compared to that day of spending in the office. So I just I was just breaking down the, the math and science, and it just made sense to take that job and take the L of the day for like that my actual nine to five job. So. I'm doing a lot of that and I'm I'm like contemplating quitting at this point because I'm making pretty good connections on the, with all of, with all the agents that were there and a lot of them were like leaving the agency as well so they still wanted some content because they at this point social media content is a thing it's it's blown up everyone needs the content even though today people still need the content so I'm doing that and I'm contemplating on quitting I'm telling Kristen I'm like dude should I quit I'm scared as hell uh, my backs I don't want to like I don't want to leave my comfort zone of getting that freaking paycheck every two weeks. And so Chris is like, you should do it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm being pussy. I'm scared again. And so the pandemic happens. And so the pandemic happens. Uh, I ended up walking away from a job. They still wanted me to keep me. They still wanted to keep me there, but on some shady shit. <laughs> Pretty much they wanted to keep me there without paying me. I'm like, that's not going to happen. So I left my job and, uh, I remember that day I was like fucking, I was excited, but I was fucking scared. I, I remember being on the couch and, uh, I told Kristen that I'm not working there anymore. And she's like, all right, you're going to figure it out. And I remember I called my buddy Jerez and, uh, like I had a heart to heart. I was like, I started fucking crying, dude. I remember I started crying. I'm like, bro, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Um, and he's like, dude, you got this shit, man. You're clearly talented. People want your work. So you guys got to. You got to figure it out, man. So that was a good lesson where like my back was against the wall and I had to like either fight or flight. And so I had to do something and I did, I got, I was so, I was such an uncomfortable situation that it made me grow. It was definitely a moment of growth for sure. And, uh, dude, that was literally the best move ever because at that time it's probably like 20, well, 2020, if that's when the pandemic started, um, People still wanted content. Content and on the internet was like still a big thing, and it was getting even bigger now. Now that you couldn't like be face to face with people, so Zoom calls or whatever, um, online online presence was was a lot more like it was such a gem at the time because you that's all you had to do. You couldn't see each other face to face, so they would hit me up, and then I would work work 
on creating content. I remember I, do, I was doing photos. I was doing just random videos, music videos, you call, you name it. And uh, eventually, eventually, I was getting so much work where I was like trying to trim down what I didn't like to do. So eventually, I stopped doing photos. I hated doing photos for um, for client work. I like to do it just for personal stuff, not for client stuff. Then I stopped doing certain videos. Like I don't do music videos anymore. Like I just I did not enjoy do, making music videos because a they never have money, um, and b it's a lot of work and dealing with the artists that just don't align eye to eye. Um, and they're the most well, at least the music artists I would work with are the most unprofessional um, artists ever. And so I didn't want to deal with that anymore. Um, I do knew I liked the corporate route. Um, weddings, I would still do weddings. Like I was probably booking like a wedding a month, if that. And uh, But that was not sustainable. So I was doing a lot of work in between with real estate agents, like either creating content for real estate agents um, and stuff like that. I, I do a lot of real estate content. And then eventually I connected with somebody who's in the marketing um, department who does like her, she has her own like marketing company based out of Orange County. And I remember she had reached out, we did a Zoom call and everything. And I didn't think much of it. I didn't expect much of it, honestly. And then um, that happened to be like the most fruitful business relationship even till today. Um, we've been working together for like the last two, I want to say maybe almost three years now. And it's been a great relationship just working with that crew of people. Um, they're like the coolest people. And they got me into the medical space. And bruh, they got bread. Like, <laughs> it's insane how much bread they have. And I'm like writing proposals for like, I don't even want to say the numbers out here because like you probably won't even believe me. But like, they're, I'm like, bruh, what the fuck? Like, anyways, I'm doing that. I'm doing some weddings here and there. I'm doing a lot of associate wedding shooting. So I'm there's like I'm the second shooter for whoever hires me. So I did a ton of that. I was doing it for like three different companies. Um, so it's a good day paycheck right there. And I don't have to edit, which is amazing. And now 2022, um, this was my first official with an LLC um, year of freelancing. And it's been an insane year. Um, I'm comfortable enough to say that I hit six figures, uh, which is a, a huge accomplishment. That was my ultimate goal for last year. Um, even some of my passwords would be road to 100K. Like, yeah, all, anyways, all those passwords are changed, so you get, don't matter about that. But yeah, my passwords would be like road to 100K. And uh, that was like my goal. And I finally hit that on my second year of freelancing. Um, so I'm very proud of that. Um, I definitely invested in myself. I invested in um, one course that kind of changed my life. And it was like 150 bucks at the time. And it freaking taught me a lot of like the art of closing, the art of negotiating. And so I listened to a ton of podcasts. I changed my mind. I flipped my mind into like, stop doing the fuck shit, like partying and whatnot, and start focusing on myself and start focusing on the business side. Because this is all foreign territory to me. Um, I didn't go to school to do any of this. I, I was still taking general ed, I think. And <laughs> I remember when I dropped out for the second time, I was doing statistics class and they were just, the guy was like doing some crazy equation that I'm like lost as hell. And I'm like, I remember just like laughing and I'm like, I'm out this shit. I'm out this bitch. And I just took off and I never turned and I never like looked back. Um, so this is all foreign. I'm consuming good books right now. I'm learning a lot, a lot about the business. I'm learning from people's mistakes. Um, and now 2023, my goals, 
Um, I do have a few goals, but I don't want to put them all out there because I'm not a fan of people saying what they want to do because that's cheap dopamine where you say what you want to do, but you end up not doing it. It feels good when you tell people what you want to do because it sounds amazing. And then they might, they might guess you up to like, oh my God, you should do it, blah, 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 blah. But people won't do it. Um, but one of my goals is this right here, this podcast that I want to do. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I want to do weekly uploads. Um, even if I can't find a guest, I just want to just talk to the camera, put my face out there and I don't know, do like weekly check-ins and whatnot. And then sprinkle some lessons that I've learned from the past. Um, other goals that I want to do that I'm, I'm comfortable sharing would be, let's say, let's say I need to work on like having systems in play when it comes to my business. Um, I want to, by systems, I mean, just to make my life easier. Cause right now, uh, I'm comfortable enough to say that a lot of the stuff that I do is kind of like off the dome where it's like, all right, today I'm going to work on this or I'm going to work on that. I need to do a better structure as far as like deliverables and whatnot. Um, so there's stuff like that. I'm trying to remember other things that I had in mind as I'm setting this up. But right now, again, it's really hard to remember when the camera's hitting you in the face. Um, but let's see, let's see. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. I think I'm going to cut it right here. Um, but thank you for joining me. And, uh, if you guys do like this, please hit the subscribe. Oh my God. Here's the corny part. Um, like comment, subscribe, but for real talk, if you, if you could just hit the subscribe button, I'll appreciate that. It'll help me out and you'll get notified whenever I do post a new video or a podcast on the, um, DSPs, whether it's Apple or Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, whatever, wherever platform you listen to your podcast, but expect another one next week. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Take it easy. Peace.